Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hey, everyone. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the Sexy Lifestyle is all about. And you know David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are, and you know we love talking and learning about everything related to sex and sexuality, sexual health, and of course, sexual pleasure. We love diving deep into the naughty, the taboo, and the unknown, and we hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because, well, great sex matters, and we all deserve it. We sure do. So, have you ever wondered what it's like to be a sex coach? What is their job exactly? And at what point in your relationship do you need to call on a sex coach for help? Well, on today's show, we're going to demystify the pathway to becoming a sex coach and discuss the important role that a sex coach can play in helping you become the best possible partner and lover. Hell yeah. But like we do every show, before we get going, we want to tell you about our top waterproof blanket because great sex is messy sex, but nobody wants to sleep in that wet spot. So if you're fed up with having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof, and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets. From messy massage oils or silicone lubes to all sorts of sexy wetness, you just throw it in the washer and dryer and it comes out looking like brand new. And you don't have to leave your house to get one. Simply and safely go to Amazon and order yours today. Search Top Waterproof Blanket. That's T-O-P, Waterproof Blanket. Great sex starts now. It sure does, and so does today's show. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and we are so excited to welcome today's special guest. Dr. Patty Britton is a clinical sexologist, a sexuality educator, and is known as the mother of sex coaching. Also, Dr. Patty is the co-founder of Sex Coach U, the world's premier credentialing and training organization for sex coaching. Wow, hon, that's a mouthful I know, what you right? just said there. <laughs> but we're going to talk to Dr. Patty because she is it when it comes to the world of sex coaching. So, Dr. Patty, welcome to The Sexy Lifestyle. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day for being with us today. Thanks for having me. I just love how you set it up at the beginning. Happy, healthy, and always horny. Mm-hmm. And we could talk a lot about the last part. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. I think the world needs to know, and that's why our, our show is actually successful, because everybody wants to know how to stay horny. That's right. So that's why, don't, right. why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into the realm of sex education? Well, I've been doing this work for... A while. <laughs> I'm, I'm very transparent about my age because I want to serve as a role model for, uh, let's see, hot, healthy, happy aging. There you go. And, um, and so I've been a clinical sexologist and a sexuality educator since the 1970s. Mm. And, you know, my career started as a rural outreach worker at a regional Planned Parenthood way in the boonies in this state of Vermont. And and I, I, I used to door knock. It was called cold outreach. And I'd go look for people who looked as though they needed help with family planning. Mm. That was really the, the thrust of it then. And 
I would bring a suitcase with what was called the beautiful book. It was what I taught from and all these birth control methods. It was just an amazing beginning, like the barefoot doctors of China way back when. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then I, I started working at the national office at Planned Parenthood in New York City after that. And my career has always taken me into these leadership positions in sexual health organizations like SECUS, the Sex Information Education Council of the U.S., and then as an entrepreneur in 1993, I went off on my own and did some work with the fantabulous and unfortunately beloved but belate, belated Betty Dodson. Mm -hmm. So I've had a, a really incredible journey to get here. Wow, that's great. I kind of have a visual when you're talking about rural Vermont that you ring the doorbell and when 10 kids come to the door with mummy trailing behind, you knew they needed help, right? right? <laughs> Yeah, sometimes three generations of, let's say, the matriarchy yeah. and welfare recipients who had no idea how to really manage their fertility. Yeah, exactly. And that was that was what evoked my passion in the very beginning. I, I remember a story. And it just my, grew from there. Sorry, I remember a story my grandmother told me after her fifth baby and the the. Um, She's what are they called when they midwife? come? The midwife said, "Okay, if you've had enough now, then you know how to not get pregnant again." And she said she actually didn't know how to not get pregnant, yeah. and that was her first uh, education in birth control after her fifth baby. So I get the need in the, especially in rural areas, or just lacking the information. Yes, it, it was incredible because I I don't talk about that that my origins in a way very often and. It was so beautiful to see the, the impact that this information and education had on women to really craft their own sexual destiny mm -hmm. and to feel their own power to make choices for their health and well-being. Mm -hmm. And also it was the beginning of really coaching and counseling couples how to talk about sex and sexuality and have more healthy and Okay, more horny relationship. <laughs> love it, love it. I'm going to come back to horny a lot. I can see it. So growing up, were you always curious about sexuality? I think that, I, I don't know if curiosity is the right word, but I came from a family where, believe it or, I don't know if you know this, but one of my cousins is Xaviera Hollander, the happy hooker author. And so I think it was really hardwired in our DNA to be sex positive. And being the oldest of five girls, five sisters, there was always a kind of culture and, and vibe in our house that was so pro kind of loving yourself and, and being sexy and playful and my parents were very, very different people. My mother was really like the character Maude, and uh, my father was more like Archie Bunker, even though he was European <laughs> by descent, you know, Dutch Jewish family. And and so it was a mixed bag, but I'm a kid, I'm, I grew up in the 60s. You know, I'm part of the love generation. So I think that so much of what infused me and my values and my mentality is really this sense of, freedom and sexual freedom and then it really probably moved towards sexual rights and sexual pleasure and play and just all the things that really make sexuality a, a beautiful and kind of 
uplifting part of who we are as humans. Mm-hmm. It's it's the positive side of it. And of course, growing up, it was mostly the negatives. Don't get pregnant. Be careful. You don't get a disease. Mm-hmm. That was what the culture bore in those days. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, it was natural for me to evolve the way I did. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. You, absolutely. And I read that you, uh, I don't know if you call yourself or someone has named you the mother of sex coaching. So I feel that's so appropriate. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how that came about? Well, I, I mean, I, I, I think being called the mother of sex coaching is so natural because I created the profession in 1993. I just earned my PhD in human sexuality and I already had been working as a leader in sexual wellness, we'll call it, with these different health organizations that were really leaders in promoting sexual health, sexual sexuality education, and all the things that go along with it. And when I was asked to give a talk one day, I had been partnering with Betty Dodson doing some orgasm-directed coaching and realized that I had a bigger agenda than just that and that I had a, had my own way of working having gone through being a sexuality educator and, and a manager at National Planned Parenthood and also having had all the training that I had in my doctoral program at the Institute in San Francisco. I was like, you know what, this sex therapy thing, I was certified as a sex therapist from their program, it's, it's just too pathologizing. It, I, don't, I don't think we should have diagnoses. I think we should assess people and help them look at where are they blocked or where are they stuck and then move them forward from a kind of personalized sexuality education perspective. Not a there's something broken about you or something wrong with you or you have a mental health disorder. And, and I'm not knocking therapy. I'm very pro-therapy, psychotherapy, and I'm very pro-sex therapy. But at the time, I felt like something was missing and that it had a fairly negative spin because it came out of mental health care, which means you have to have a diagnosis and a treatment. And I'm like, there's something else. There's another way to do this. And I was in love with this new phenomenon. This is 1990 in New York City called Coaching. There was this guy named Thomas Leonard who started an organization called CoachU.com. Does that sound familiar in terms of YouTube? And he was breaking the mold and taking coaching out of the athletic department and bringing it into business and bringing it into people's lives. And it was collaborative and it was positive and it was about helping people be the best that they could be. All this beautiful positive encouragement and and empowerment and this sense of I'm your partner walking down this journey and I can help you get there to the goals that you attain that you want to attain and so I married what was really tried and true sex therapy or more sexology the study of what people do sexually and how they think about it with this pathway called personal or life coaching and I formed sex coaching in the way that I train people and define it as the what of sexology and the how of coaching. And and that's really what I've been doing since 1993 clinically. And then in 2005, the book came out, The Art of Sex Coaching, which is still, I'm, I'm shocked to tell you, even to this day, it's still the only book published on how to be a sex coach from a professional perspective. There isn't even one from any other perspective. And I, a long time ago, decided 
with my partner, Robert Dunlap, who is since deceased, that we would actually take the book and bring it alive and start training people in how to be a sex coach. And that's really how Sex Coach U was founded. And it did bring the book alive and it has grown since then. But I, I, I do, I, it's interesting. If I were looking at you, you'd see my face changing in that I love to nurture people. I love to grow people. I love to help people who have this passion, this calling to do something to help be healing in the world, to help be positive, to bring pleasure and fun and play and horniness. You knew I'd get to that, right? <laughs> right. Um, because, it, you know, I'm, I'm joking, but at the same time, the most prominent thing that I see as a sexologist, I really identify as a sex coach, but also we come from the background of being clinical sexologists. But the sexless couple is still the pandemic, aside from COVID, that is plaguing people all around the world. And that's really a lot of the work that we do is helping people find the horny again. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Now, a lot of people didn't even know that sexology is a thing. You can actually become a sexologist and <laughs> yes. earn a living and get a degree at a university and earn a living from it. Uh, and now sex coaching, I think, makes it more accessible to be able to earn a living in this realm of sexology without having to be, become a sexologist. Is that correct? You know, it, you're onto something, which is that most people who are trained and qualified to be clinical sexologists, that is a sexologist who's trained and qualified to work with clients, that's, what, that's why we say it that way, have come out of academia. They've come out of a master's degree or even better yet, a PhD as I was dean of students at the institute years later. And actually, I'm proud to say that I oversaw something like 25 doctoral students who are graduates of my program earn their doctorates and they were stellar stellar research project contributing to what we understand about sexuality in humans and so i think sex coaching is we're, we're living in an era where anybody can call themselves anything you know that mm -hmm. and coaching is a, an unregulated industry and it's so important to be qualified and to be trained and certified to be the real deal and I think that sex coaching the way that I train my students and my grads is is really so authentically original because we're the first that ever provided that kind of training and certification and so deeply steeped in our understanding of sexology it, it isn't just a weekend intensive it's many many hours which we can talk about later but being a clinical sexologist usually means years and years of academic study. And I know there are some programs that take people who really are very young or have no background, let's say, in, in sexuality. Our program really deeply assesses who's qualified to even come into the program at Sex Coach U. And yet, they don't need an academic degree because we have all kinds of people who bring their expertise in whatever part of their lives are pushing them to want to follow this passionate calling. Because it has to be a passionate calling to do this. This is not easy work. No, not at all. <laughs> you know, sex is, you know, we look at sex like, oh, everybody knows how to do sex. No, <laughs> not like that. <laughs> we know. And Patty, and so, you, know, you know, our listeners out there are imagining, you know, a classroom with people or a virtual session on Zoom where people are listening 
to uh, someone talk about you know how you become a sex coach are some of your classes or workshops hands-on do you actually do they actually teach people um how to touch a penis how to touch a vagina how to give an orgasm is, is it or is it really mainly theoretical we're practical and we're talk only and one of the distinctions of sex coach you now i'm not talking about all sex coach training programs we were the first and we've been you know very respectful of other programs that have emerged like mushrooms and some of them do do um, sexological bodywork kinds of things or sexuality related touch but we embrace that if it's therapeutic and healing and helps the client experience their full capacity for pleasure great that's not what i'm and we are training people to do we're training people to really talk with someone and do an in-depth assessment of where are you stuck where are you blocked what's what's the distress you're feeling but not from a oh shaming or judging perspective but as a collaborator on this path so then let's talk about what we can do to unblock you and i think that some of the training and some of the educational parts of it are of course knowing how to teach a client you know how to suck how to touch how to diddle and twiddle and thrust whatever whatever it is you right. want to do wherever you want to do it with consent and between two consenting adults or more because consent is such an essential ingredient to wellness and it also is a program that is designed to work with adults. And I, I think that there are pro, I mean, I'm very pro teaching teens, for example, accurate, comprehensive information. Well, hello there. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's okay. Um, but this is a program to train adults, how to help adults, individuals or coupled or partnered adults how to really experience their full capacity as sexual beings. That's what it's really about. Very cool. Now, now we the, the success of our show is only because of people like you who've created or taught these sexologists how to be great coaches and, and teach people um, um, how to have sex in a better way, how to deal with um, pain points and roadblocks. And it just seems like the majority of them are all female. Do you see that there's a larger majority of females coming into your program versus males? Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's so interesting. I'm glad you asked that. Because if we look historically, in, in, and I don't mean like in the 1800s, I mean, if we look back over the last 50 years, a lot of the, the main authors, the main researchers were males, except if you think about Okay, Kinsey, obviously, mm -hmm. but Masters and Johnson, right. Jimmy Johnson was just as much a part of the work in St. Louis as he was sure, and contributed a lot. And on the West Coast, we had Hartman and Fithian and Marilyn Fithian was really the Virginia Johnson of their team on the West Coast. So here we come out of really such famous names that were males for the most part. And yet a lot of the therapy, the sex therapy and the psychotherapy was being done by women. I think what is happening is things are shifting today, especially as we look at research. Most research was conducted 
about and on males. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that sea change happened 10 to 15 years ago when we started looking at the female sexual response differently. And we had people like, I'm sure you know, Candida Royale bringing media in that was so female focused and female directed and themes that females could relate to, mostly heteronormative, but some who were same sex. And I think if I look at who's at Sex Coach U, it's, a, it's over 80% who are females. And when I say female, I mean mostly female identified mm -hmm. because, you know, all of you who are listening, we're in a world today where our language is in some ways so useless when we talk about men yeah, and women right. and gender. And, you know, I'm always saying, oh, I'm talking about cisgender, I'm talking about heteronormative. And, and I, I like to say female identified because we actually have several people in our program who are intersex, who are gender fluid, who are queer, who are trans. And, and so where do they line up? <laughs> you know, we're, we're like busting out of the binary today yes. in our world, yes. everywhere we look. And so if, if we pull back and we say, at Sex Coach U, is it mostly women? Generically speaking, the answer is yes. And I love it when a male applies for the program. <laughs> I, I go, oh my God, the world needs you so badly. Well, I would say and, probably 10 years ago, David would be putting his hat, hand up. If he heard this 80% women in that program, he's going to put his hand up and want to be in on that. Hell yeah, 15 years. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, especially these live retreats, which, which is not, unfortunately or fortunately, because of the pandemic, we've had to cancel and still have not booked our next live retreat. We used to conduct a two-day intensive known as SAR. That's our sensitivity training in the field of sexuality. And I'm, I'm also known as the mother of SAR because I wrote the last SAR book. But there is another one that is even more advanced than the two-day intensive. That is my favorite thing in the world to do. And that is to lead this incredible six-day intensive live-in retreat called Aspects, which is a deep dive into who you are as the, as the facilitator, the clinician, the healer. It's a heal-the-healer kind of experience, and we get down to the bottom of who you are as the practitioner in a safe space with about 30 people from all around the world. And that, that's really... That's the most joyful and powerful program that I lead, but it's all in person. Wow. And, you know, so that's, you would be invited. Of course, <laughs> of course that would be you. very nice. <laughs> why don't, why don't we, we do just... that? We do them in Poland, by the way, in the, in, in uh, Tantra retreat centers in Poland, Beautiful. in the woods. Sounds nice. great. Yeah. Why don't we just hang on for a second? We need to just remind everybody that this is the sexy lifestyle and we are Carol and David and we're chatting with sex educator and co-founder of sex coach. You Dr. Patty Britton, all about becoming a sex coach. Now let's just tell everybody about topless travel and the amazing trips that we have planned for next year. Absolutely. And you know that topless travel provides the sexiest and most erotic vacations ever from keto to in Jamaica to desire in Cancun to all 
The Bliss Cruise Experiences Topless Travel is ours and needs to be your number one choice. And of course, their trips and events are all about the people and their sexy, fun experiences. So let's just shout out to those sexy host couples, including Jessica and Justin, and of course, Party Mark, who are there to ensure that you have one hell of a sexy vacation. And you've heard many times that we do go on many of the Topless Travel trips. But listen up, the Desire Pearl Resort takeover in October and the next Bliss Cruises in November. November 2022 and April 2023 are already sold out. So if you want to be part of one of the hottest and sexiest lifestyle beach party vacations ever, then you need to book now and join us from February 25th to March 4th, 2023 at Hedonism 2 on Negril Beach in Jamaica. It is the world's most iconic adult playground. And as usual, we'll be broadcasting live from Hedo 2, so come and join us for the week. We would love to meet you and maybe get you onto our show. The rooms are absolutely selling out quickly, so go and book now. So for more information about this trip or any of the topless travel events, you can go to thesexylifestyle.com and click on the topless travel events link to book the sexiest and most erotic vacation ever. Ever, ever, ever. Alrighty, you know we're Carol and David. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. And now it's time to get back to our show with sex educator and co-founder of Sex Coach You, the amazing and wonderful Dr. Patty Britton. So Patty, you've been telling us a whole lot about the types of classes that you provide and the types of information, but do you have something that's like maybe a specialty in your area as being a sex coach and teaching sex coaching? Well, if I were to talk about the range of issues that show up for sex coaches, it's, it's infinite. <laughs> it really is. I, get that. Um, I, I mean, it, you know, it could be, I, I hate the word performance. And I think it's one of the words that gets in the way for most men. Um, if we can get out of performance mode and get into pleasure mode and connecting, we're going to have a totally different sex life. So if it's an erection issue an ejaculation issue, a body image issue, an orgasm issue, a relationship issue, it all depends on what's stopping you as an individual or in a relationship that shows up in the area of sex coaching. But my passion area, so because I am 75 years young, I love to serve the baby boomer generation. And that's people who are, I'm the, I'm the first year, I'm the first wave, and then going back 11 years or going ahead 11 years, either way. And so that is my specialty. I think that aging and sexuality is it's just not understood. It's not talked about enough. There are issues that go on as we age that get in our way. That's like a big fishbone in our throat, expecting our bodies to be the same as they were before, expecting our libido, our desire, that horniness issue. I, I joke with you about it, but most people who are aging, especially if they're not really fit, are also aging in terms of their chemistry. Their hormones are declining. Their vaginal tissue is thinning and making sex painful. Their erections are weaker. They're, they just don't have the stamina or even or they, they can't even do it, whatever it was before, in the way they used to. And they don't know what to do about it. And so many of them shut down, they mm -hmm. give up. And that sense of hopelessness really evokes my compassion. And so I love working with older couples. In particular, I like couples work because it's more challenging for me. And I just think that there's, there's a whole universe out there 
to bring such exciting and positive and and that word empowering messaging back to older people who just have given up. I see that so frequently. They, uh, you know, the sexless pandemic that I mentioned is particularly prevalent among the aging population. And, and I, I just love it when I see, you know, a really sexy, active, um, horny, yeah. <laughs> playful, engaged person or couple or thruple or however many there are. And, and I love what you do because you're really working in the realm of the erotic. So when people go topless traveling or they go on a cruise or they play with BDSM or poly or anything that they're exploring in this world, especially sex toys, I'm a big, huge, huge advocate for pleasure products. There's something that opens up that keeps us alive. I think that when we shut off our sexuality, our sexual energy, we're on the trajectory to die. I really mean that. Mm -hmm. And part of the secret of living longer is to keep your sexuality going and alive and thriving. And, you know, Patty, um, in exactly that same vein, Carol and I are on our, our second marriage. We've been together 17 years. We've been swingers for 15 years. And our sex life absolutely took off when we turned 50. And it's gotten better and better every week because of experts like you on our show you know, people think, oh, you have a podcast and you know it all, but we don't. We learn every single week and we take the stuff we learn on our show and incorporate it into our couple and change our sex life and the way we have sex, the way we fuck, the way we suck, the way we eat every week. And, you know, Carol says all the time that people swing for variety, but you don't have to swing to have variety. You just have to have more education to know there's other ways of having a great sex life, life out there versus you know the missionary position on the left side of your bed for 25 years god yes and uh, two things that i want to say to piggyback onto that and one is that a you have to have ability and so i don't want to be ableist and assume that you know when i say they they can't they can't do it doggy style anymore because their knees hurt or they can't do it standing or uh, upside down or reverse cowgirl or whatever, whatever position might be appealing. And I'm big on the Kama Sutra. So maybe it's the cow, maybe it's the camel. <laughs> right. um, but it's, it's really about what you are able to do. And I think that when, when we age, part of what happens is our abilities shift and we go, Oh, well, I can't have sex because it hurts. Well, yes, you can. You need to have the information and education to know what's a healthy lube for you because lube is really the answer as well as estrogenation if you can take the estrogen. And there's a huge amount of discussion about healthy estrogenation. Mm -hmm. And I think the other piece about it is permission. So I love what you're saying as a sexuality educator we know we save marriages. We know we save relationships. We know we're saving lives, literally and figuratively, because of the education that we provide. But a lot of it is permission. And what I, what I say to my clients is, I give you permission to be you. I give you permission to explore this. I give you the permission 
to go check out this uh, erotic audible or here's permission to get this clit sucker toy that I, I want you to try out or here's permission to maybe go on a topless cruise. See how that feels as a couple because the erotic is the precursor to the sexual for me, right. from my perspective. Mm-hmm. And we often just talk about going from doing your day to then fucking or sucking or eating. or Those are your words that you use. <laughs> and I use them too. And so I use the language of my clients. I don't impose my language on them. But if my client says, you know, I might say, what do you call your penis? One guy actually said to me, I call him Mr. Happy. I'm like, oh my God, don't tell me this because you're so unhappy there. But anyway, um, but this element of permission is so important. And it's really, I want to always point them backwards in a way to arrows, to opening up imagination, bringing in, we know how the brain works. It works by responses to stimulation that is new and exciting and different. It's called variety. And it it activates our dopamine receptors in our brain. That's what keeps us horny. So if we're just same thing, same day, different day, same thing, different day, same thing, different day, we're gonna we're gonna wear out mm-hmm. <laughs> our erotic charge. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna be there anymore. And so there's so many ways of opening it up for people. And I love that just bringing in the erotic can change an entire life because everything can be erotic if you look around you with that, those lenses on, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of stimulus or uh, even information in the media that tells us that your sex drive does die as you age and people believe it. It's almost easier to think that I'm just normal and this is shutting down and okay, so that's my life than the work that you have to put into it to bring it back alive again. And keep it flourishing. Yeah, that is work. So it's, yeah, it's bring it back and then keep it going. Whether it's, you know, when you get together with one of your lovers, you you read a sexy story or you look at a sexy movie or you play with fetish gear or you uh, bring in a new toy or a new lube with CBD infused in it. Whatever it is, that's going to give you something new and different and open it up and put the focus on it. I know that I love to tell my, my clients things like, send a sexy text once a day mm-hmm. and and say something that is positive and teasing and playful but also acknowledging and i love i love to use the the five love languages with couples that i work with having them access what's your love language that you need to feel loved and what's your love language that you need to send love because they're often quite different and then aligning people together but it's it's the erotic zone i think that's the neglected part of sexuality is the erotic zone and well and plus it takes longer as you age to get aroused so you have to give yourself enough uh stimulus to make it happen so you're not just like that's correct you're not just jumping right into it um because then that might not be as pleasurable as you know the nice slow build-up which makes it that's right takes the time but makes it feel better too There used to be an expression that um, anticipation is the main ingredient in foreplay. Mm -hmm. And I agree with that. So it's really a mental state. (laughs) It is. Isn't it? It, it It's in the mind. It absolutely is. 
And I mean, we can go into all that stuff, you know, how the mind plays into having a great sex life. But before um, we get into Great Sex Matters, where you're going to sort of like give some coaching to Carol and I, we want you to tell everybody about this new passion project that you're working on um, called um, The Mastermind is Here. My Mastermind is Here. Yeah. So um, actually, uh, as we're speaking, I'm in the process of interviewing people for a new passion project, which is a nine-month mastermind. And it's taking what I've developed through Sex Coach U, which is training aspiring sex coaches from all walks of life. We have MDs, nurses, psychotherapists, strippers, uh, bloggers, uh, sex workers, poly people, kinky people, you name it, of all ages and from 80 countries around the world. So this is a global enterprise that is really changing the world. And one of the missing ingredients in that program, because so much has been really developed in training people comprehensively, is what do you do after you graduate from Sex Coach U? <laughs> you really need mentorship. You really need in-depth case supervision. Like, okay, you get a couple who da 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 da. So I've I've decided to open a nine-month mastermind, and nine months feels right because we're going to birth not only new clinical skills. Love it. But also at Sex Coach U, um, a lot of our training is on entrepreneurship. We have a very in-depth 13-course program as part of it in the success of being an entrepreneur as a sex coach, as a sexologist. And then having a community of high achievers. You know, these are going to be people who are really skilled and, and, and dedicated and, and want to be held accountable and want to share at the deepest level with each other. So, you know, by the time you all are listening to this, this mastermind may be full because it's a small elite group, but there'll probably be another one. So, you know, you need to pop over to BritainMastermind.com and check it out. Wow. Beautiful. And, really and, we'll, and we'll follow up with you later on in this, this year. And maybe we'll have one of your masterminds and yourself back on one of our shows. Ooh, fun. Yeah. That, uh, I love it. Absolutely. I love it. That would be a lot of fun. Just a quick reminder that this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. We're having an amazing discussion with the sex educator, um, Dr. Patty Britton. So coming up next is our favorite segment, Great Sex Matters. So don't go away. And before we get into it, let's just remind everybody that if you're looking for an online open-minded community to find compatible people and events in your area, simply join sdc.com and you can use promo code 30314 for your first month free. So check it out. Absolutely. All righty. We didn't want to take a too long of a break because we got Patty going here. Um, so let's get back to the show. You know, we're Carol and David. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. And now it's time for our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because... Well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. We sure do. So, Dr. Patty, I thought it would be kind of fun if we did some simulated sex coach advice just quickly on maybe some things that are bothering uh, David and I. And, you know, we're going to put ourselves out there and talk about some scenarios that might need coaching, maybe something that you've seen before. Number one, <laughs> number one, mismatch sex drives. Patty, help, please. Because, <laughs> you know, David really wants to have a lot more sex, and I'm very happy with having less sex. So what do we do? Well, first of all, I want to congratulate you for reaching out because it takes courage to look at your sexual truth. 
And secondly, I want you to know that this is perfectly normal. <laughs> the, number nine, the number one question that people ask is, am I normal? Mm-hmm. So having this kind of uneven sexual desire situation is probably common. However, it becomes painful when it's you, right? Yeah. I mean, it can be uncomfortable. It can feel like pressure cooker sex. Like, okay, I want to please him. I love him. He's my partner. I want to make sure that I'm making myself available. I'm not really into it, but okay, I know. Because he he could have it four times a day, and I could live with it four times a month. Mm -hmm. That's what I hear from many of my clients. And David, maybe you feel like you're a man starving. And so part of what I want to say to both of you is the, the journey to the journey to happiness together is to find, I have this thing called the CNAC solution, C-N-A-C. So first you communicate, which we're doing right now, then you negotiate, then you agree, and then you compromise. (laughs) So I love to coach you to find the middle ground. In other words, if one of you wants it every day or four times a day and the other, once a week maybe, What's a middle ground that would give you some soothing? You have a sense about that? Uh, certainly, if you're asking the question to us, yes, absolutely. There's ways that we can find that and perhaps maybe have a few quickies in between instead of having a full-on sex, which might satisfy him to have the quickie, and yet it's not it's too taxing on myself and have to give up too much of what I'm not really into at the time. And would that serve you, David? You know, um, for me, it's both of us talking about it, and we talk about it a lot. And, you know, over the years, I've had to lower my expectations of what I would like versus understanding where Carl's coming from. And, you know, um, we've, we've made some progress where, you know, we schedule a date night once a week, and then we have a quickie night, and then we have commercial sex, and then... And commercial sex is we have sex during TV shows only at commercials, but neither one of us are allowed to come until after the show. And so we do do fun things like that. And, you know, there's certain weeks where, you know, I wake up every day horny and I'd love to fuck and Carol's not a morning person. So we have sex in the afternoon. So we do follow what you're saying. And our our sex life is definitely getting better. Um, Carol um, going through menopause was one of the other issues. And doing some hormone replacement therapy has helped. So, you know, what, what you said about communication is so important where we talk about everything in our sex lives and we understand each other very, very well versus one person just throwing up their hand saying, you know, I'm done here and go out and cheat. I love hearing that. And there are two other things that I want to share with you that might be helpful. And one is the benefit of the sacred hand job. So... Sometimes when one partner is more horny and and more needy, um, needing, not needy, needing Mm -hmm. of physical connection, it may be where that other partner goes, great, honey, how about I get you off this way? So that it isn't a full sex experience and a quickie can mean lots of things. You know, it can mean a quick fuck, but that may not be satisfying at all for the recipients. And I think that looking at ways of 
finding out what why what's the want what's the hunger about not going deep this isn't psychoanalysis this is just a quick communication of you know what do you need right now do you need to be held do you need touch do you need to smell me do you need me to be close uh are you are you tense and you just need to get get your rocks off what is it and having that quick conversation in our very rushed lives today and offering hand jobs as a solution is really one of the keys that I've seen to work. Yeah, and one of the, and, thi- one of the things we do too is mutual masturbation. Carol loves yes. watching me stroke my cock and she loves seeing the cum come out the top. And sometimes she gets turned on where she's doing it herself. And it's not about, you know, us being together. It's us just coming together. Perfect. I love that. And at some point, I'm sure you know about or maybe have interviewed or will uh, Betty Martin regarding the wheel of consent, which is her model of the four quadrants of touch and how we relate to one another. And sometimes in that in her model, the wheel of consent, sometimes I'll just use me as an example. So if I'm in a sexual engagement with someone and I'm not really into it, and I, all right, I'll just be available for this person. I'm allowing it, I'm not wanting it, and it's not painful on any level, I'm just allowing it, and it becomes a gift I give. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, use my body, but I'm not really into it, and I may I may move into it. You know, sometimes in the female sexual response, we know that we don't have to feel desire in order to get into sex. Sometimes it's getting into it that then opens up our desire. That's the, that's the big piece of research that came about. And so that's really what you're saying, Carol, as well. And David, you're talking about, which is that maybe watching me come is a turn on for her and even though we weren't really into it at the now we're flowing now there's something else that's happening where we're connecting it it can even be connecting just energetically it doesn't have to be connecting at a skin to skin level yeah or even even like i love giving her a nice sexy erotic massage which doesn't need to lead to anything but it may but it may yeah opening that door that possibilities love it. I love it. Back to Eros. (laughs) (laughs) So here's another situation. What if our sex drive has changed, which it has as we age? How do we handle that? Well, it does change (laughs) for most people. Um, And there's so, you know, sexual desire is probably the most complex part of understanding our sexuality and our sexual expression. And so as we age, because of our change in our bodies, because of our change in vitality, not the two of you, but other people that I know of, and also fitness. I'm really a big proponent of fitness. You gotta be fit inside and outside. And I don't mean this at just a physical level. Your, Your mind has to be kept active, your emotions have to be flowing and fluid, and your body has to work. And it, I'm, I'm very big on, so are you guys exercising? Absolutely. (laughs) Yes, we absolutely are. This is so important because even just going, I just came from the, the, I go to the Y for aqua aerobics Mm -hmm. three times a week. Good for you. And I need that. I need it for my physical well-being. I need it for my mental health. And I, I coach my clients, you, you got to be moving your body. Mm-hmm. You can't just be sitting in a chair at your computer for hours on end and expect to have your sex 
drive, not wane. And especially if you don't feel good about how you look. All of these factors, how we feel, our minds, our body, our body image, how, where our energy is going. Are we worried about, are we going to get COVID? Oh, we don't want to go out. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, what if we go on a cruise and there's COVID and all that? No. <laughs> it takes just really relaxing together, trusting each other, and finding new fun ways of stimulating <laughs> variety. <laughs> you have a very engaged dog in this conversation. I can see that. <laughs> that was a yes. Yes. Um, and then you've already mentioned it, but hormone. hormone. So whether it's um, estrogen, you know, prescription estrogen, I'm, I'm not a big fan of people self-medicating and taking supplements such as uh, black cohosh, for example, that's really not regulated in terms of quality, purity, and dosage. I think it's more important to find a holistic practitioner, might be an OBGYN, it might be a urologist, it might be a GP, might be a naturopath, might be a pelvic floor specialist, might be somebody who's none of those things, who knows how to supplement you because as the hormones decline, our sexual function declines, our sexual desire can decline. And sometimes there's a flip side, which is that, okay, I'm over 65, I have no more obligations, maybe I've retired hired from my stressful job and the kids are out and about and the grandkids don't, you know, don't need us. And we have all this time on our hands and we can just fuck till the cows come home because it's for pleasure. And it's something that we enjoy doing together without the demands and pressures of life. So it just depends on how it's affecting you and what are the possible areas where it's affecting you and the remedies that you need to think about a lot of which you are look what you're doing you're taking estrogen you're exercising you're communicating you're finding that middle ground when either of you is off in terms of your sexual biorhythms i like to call it and you're here having this yes. amazing conversation with all of us who are your your advisors learning about all these new tips and tricks that you can bring into your life. Cool. And right? That, and that's why I think we do have a successful we relationship do, do. and that's why our sex is getting yeah. better as we age. Right, so here's the next question. So Carol is really interested in getting a little kinky, getting into the BDSM and kink world, and me, not so much. How do we bridge that gap? Very, very slowly and lightly. <laughs> you don't go out and buy um, a, a whip with nine tails of leather that will smack back at you. You start with things that are playful and soft and fun, like Velcro handcuffs, and you talk about it. And maybe you listen to something or watch a piece of media or read a piece of media, and maybe you think about what would you like, and you baby step it. So maybe it begins with a scarf around your eyes or an eye pillow around your eyes or uh, soft cuffs around your, your legs so your legs can't be split open, <laughs> which yeah. would be the opposite direction as far as <laughs> I'm concerned. Um, but whatever it is that the, you, Carol, you're the one leaning into it, maybe getting into the groove with her, David, about I'm watching her open up 
as we try these things. So you're tuning is like calibrating your 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 signaling uh, pickup device, right? She's like a radio broadcasting. And as you see her like, ooh, opening and moaning and and her body is arching toward you when you've got maybe a, a tickle device that you, a big feather duster, which you could get at Home Depot instead of spending $20 on it. Um, but, you know, Home Depot is the best supplier for BDSM <laughs> gear. <laughs> that's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you want to know what's safe. And I think that's one of the most important things I can say is you want to play safe with consent. If you're really going to look at BDSM, you need to have an agreement ahead of time. You have a contract verbally. You have a contract in terms of what you're willing to say. If it's too much, your safe word, you negotiate it. And you look at what's the what's the realm in which I want to play. Do I want psychological play? Do I want a role play? Do I want um, sensory devices? Do I want to be restrained? Or do I want to be tickled? Or do I want to go for pain? I could go on for probably another hour with these questions, and I'm not going to. But you get the point yeah. that it's it's a playful exploration, and you never, ever want to do any of this without learning more about it because you must be safe. Uh, when my partner Robert was alive, he made a, a documentary called Beyond Vanilla. It came out in 1993, I believe. It won awards all over the world. It was the first documentary on BDSM kink and fetish play, and it was ex it is extreme, still showing in places. And what was important is to avoid things like breath play, where you could press on um, on a part of the neck and literally put somebody out, and and restraining people with things like autoerotic asphyxia, which you know is a very dangerous behavior. Again, it's restricting breath flow so those are the kinds of things that are like eh, 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 red flashing lights you want to learn before you play and you want to explore and you want to take it gently and lightly and then see where it takes you Absolutely. how's that sounds amazing. great and, amazing. You, and you know when you do watch um 50 shades of gray you see her going into it very slowly and cautiously and learning yeah. and exploring and you see the excitement that comes out of it i know it doesn't really represent what real kink play is but it kind of opens your mind to the, pos the possibility mm -hmm. of going yeah. venturing into that mm -hmm. world which is very exciting type of world exciting to think about it as well yeah so, so patty yeah. you know uh, we can go on talking for hours and hours with you about your many years of experience and education and all the different things that people need to to learn and um, before we end the show, because we've actually been talking for almost an hour already and it just flew by, <laughs> Carol and I have a great sex life, even though, you know, every couple has their, their little issues. But we have a great sex life. We're swingers. We go out. We party. We fuck. We go to orgies and we have all, all this fun. Why, why would we or anybody else who does believe they have a great sex life need the assistance of a sex coach? Uh, well, to answer that, let me let me make a couple of suggestions. First of all, most sex coaches are not serving the needs of happy campers. Most sex coaches are helping people, yes, with sexual enhancement. That's the language that I like to use. So anyone who's looking for enhancement, like the conversation we're having today, 
certainly a sex coach can help them with. Most sex coaches are helping people who are stuck, who are having distress, who are in some form of pain. Things are not working optimally. They don't have a podcast. They can listen to you now, but they don't have a podcast that they run where they're learning every week from great experts or they have open communication or they've tried this or they're part of sexy cruising and topless sailing and traveling and swingers events, etc. So a sex coach is that that space where they can actually begin to learn where could they go? Where is that exploration possibility? The other thing is, I think we're not given the good news about sex. We're often fed crap. Like porn is not, I always say to my clients, porn is not a documentary. (laughs) They go, what? (laughs) So, you know, having a 13 inch erection is not the commonplace. That is because that person is paid to appear on camera. The cum that is emitted is faked often. And women aren't lying on their backs going fuck me raw with their legs spread open as part of natural, normal sex. So once we deconstruct all that fantasy, we can use it as fantasy, but let's just come down to how most humans live. And sometimes we need to bring sexiness in. And so one of the things I'm very proud about is the videos that I host at the Alexander Institute, which are all about couples sexual enhancement. And they're beautiful, they're educational, yes. There's also explicit demos, which can be very, very arousing and sexy. (laughs) I'm sure. So sometimes we just need to see that. We need examples of what might turn us on while teaching us how to be better lovers. That's great. It's amazing. And, and you know, we, we also, you know, uh, want to tell couples who want to get into the alternative lifestyle or the swinging lifestyle that a sex coach is a great place to go, one who specializes in that, to have that open discussion with somebody who knows what you don't know and, and learn some of the tips and tricks before you walk in and make some of those, those mistakes. So, you know, sex yes. coaching is good to just, you know, have that open dialogue with almost like a mediator there. Like the, a resource for them. Yeah, would yeah. we, could we, should we? And, you know, just, just bring up some of the, the important parts. You know, we know in the lifestyle the three important rules are, you know, ask first, no means no. And if you don't get an enthusiastic yes, it's a no. But the rest of the world might not know that. And it, it's so important with, re- with respect to respect. Um, so sex coaches definitely have a need in the world of relationships and sexuality, even for couples who have a great relationship. That's right. Because we're the guide. Yeah. And we can be the guide post and the sounding board. And we can be that space of loving you and supporting you so that you can thrive and flourish. That's what it's really about. Absolutely. And Patty, before we go, I just wanted to ask you, when you opened up your, uh, when you, when you first opened up your university back in the nineties, did you imagine in this year you would still be doing it? (laughs) Well, sex coaching was actually born in the year 2010. And so it's 12 years. It's been going. We've trained hundreds and hundreds of people around the world, and it has an energy of its own because the need in the world is so great for sexual healing towards sexual wellness. And I'm just thrilled that 
Sex Coach U has been the first, is still the most comprehensive, and that right now I am training the next generation, and I will be stepping down in 2023 and doing other things. Wow. So awesome. it's going to stick around. Awesome. Very proud. All righty. Awesome. Well, Doc. Dr. Patty Britton, thank you so much for sharing all this amazing information. Thank you for all the years and years you've put in to make the world of sexuality a better place. Why don't you take a minute and tell everyone how they can reach out to you, website, social media? Sure. Uh, the best way to find me is my primary website, which is drpattybritton.com. And my mastermind program is BrittonMastermind.com. And of course, Sex Coach U, that's the letter U.com, is where the training programs reside. And all my social media handles are very, very prominent on all of those sites. Wow. So come and check it out. That's great. And of course, if you missed any of that information, you just have to go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, where every one of our guests has their own guest page with all of their information. And you can even contact them there. Absolutely. And like we did this week, and we do every week. We're learning more and more from all our great expert guests. We hope you do too. If you have any questions at all, you can always send us an email at ask at carolyndavid.com. Wow, what an incredible, amazing show with um, you know the mother of sex coaching, uh, Dr. Patty Britton. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. It was just so delightful. Thank you. And as we do each week, we want to thank all our listeners for coming back week in and week out. That's just a reminder to join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, sexual health and pleasure, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Well, that's it for our show today. Carol and I and Patty send you lots of love and great sex. Please stay safe. And of course... Stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. 